Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of my podcast. We have special guests today joining all the way from South Africa. We have members of Marine. Hi guys. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How about you guys? We're pretty good, yeah. <laughs> I hope you had your breakfast and coffee. <laughs> well, we've had our coffee. I don't think it's uh, quite early enough or late enough for uh, breakfast, but uh, you know, it'll get there. Right. So how how are you guys doing with uh, with South Africa? I know I heard that there were a lot of uh, strict restrictions in South Africa with the COVID. So how how are you guys coping with it? Uh, we're coping really well, um, seeing as though we managed to put out a uh, fantastic EP uh, this week. I think um, it's only been uh, good news for us so far because uh, we've gotten more time to work on our music together. Right. So uh, from, uh, can you tell me a little bit about where, where you're from in South Africa? Sure. We're from uh, Cape Town, South Africa. So that's almost the southern, that is the southern tip of Africa. Right. So uh, here in Cape Town, it's uh, probably been uh, sort of a lot easier for uh, people with COVID because a lot of the sort of towns and things like that are a little bit more spread out. Um, so, and uh, we live sort of closer to the ocean. So I suppose a lot more fresh air and those sort of things. I don't know. But um, yeah, so uh, that's where we're from, Cape Town, South Africa. And right. Um, yeah. Right. So, uh, guys, can you introduce yourself and tell what you do in the band? So, my name is Ozzy. I am the bassist and uh, second lead vocalist. Next. I'm Marine, and I'm the keyboardist and backing vocalist. And I'm Tyler Duggan. I'm the Toastmaster General of the Emoral Majority. And if you really want to know what that means, it means I'm the front man of the band. I'm also the other lead, uh, lead uh, vocalist and rhythm guitarist. So, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> um, I've been. I checked your videos and you know your YouTube videos, and I really love the. You know, I think we love probably love the same sort of bands. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. Van uh, yeah. Halen, Kiss, Coffee Crew, right, you know, all those type of guys <laughs> that we love. So, yeah, that's why I thought I should wear the Van Halen shirt today. So for the interview, so <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So wait, wait, wait. I gotta know. I gotta know. Is it Sammy or is it David Lee Roth for you? Who is uh, the lead vocals of Van Halen? I think I I go with Sammy because that's what I was introduced to Van Halen. Okay. Right. I always love David Roth, Diamond David Roth, if you wish, because of the showmanship. Uh, yeah, uh, of know, course, of no course. One, no one. Beats yeah, but if I have to choose, I would choose Sammy because that's sort of where. What I grew up with—that's what I first introduced to. But then I, then again, all the other albums I, I really love, like 1984 and all that. So it's really. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, so guys, can you li- tell me a little bit about your like your childhood and then your how did you got into music? So for me, I started playing uh, music at a young age. Uh, was introduced to bass uh, by someone in my family. And then when I went to high school, I started playing jazz music and uh, I was in the jazz band for quite a while. Mm. And then after school, um, I, 
I sort of stopped playing music until I joined a punk band and we played a battle of the bands and uh, we played a show with Marine and that's how I met Tyler over here. Right. And then about a year later, um, he asked me to join them as the bassist and here I am. Right. How about the other? Well, um, basically my dad grew up in the 90s, so he's very influenced by 90s grunge and he used to play in a band when he was younger. So I kind of followed as a kid, just headbanging with him in our living room, but that didn't go that far. Up until high school, I realized like, maybe this isn't just like something I want to do with my dad. Maybe this is something I want to do for, for longer. So I committed to choose it as a subject in high school of which I kind of majored in guitar at that time. And when school ended, I just had no interest in music anymore until a few years later where I also joined a punk band. <laughs> and then I met Tyler in a club at that band and we just kind of grew from there. So it's a very similar story to Ozzy. So I was introduced to uh, music when I was around about Look, there was always music playing in my household, but it was always dance music, you know, doof, 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 doof. Right. But I hated it. I absolutely despised it. And, you know, for a lot of the time as a kid, I absolutely hated music because that's what I thought music was. Doof, 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 doof. You know, it was horrible. Um, and then when I was around about six, seven years old, I was in my grand my grandparents' uh, little flat and they... Uh, they put on this DVD that had uh, Elvis Presley sliding down a pole in, in JLS rock. Mm. Um, and I was like, wow, what is this music? You know, it's rock and roll. What the hell is this? Okay. And um, from there, I just grew to love sort of rock and roll. And then when I was around about seven or eight years old, I was introduced to ABBA. So from there, I sort of had again, real instruments, not just doof doof, but real instruments, real guitars, real piano, harmonies, vocals, instrumentation. And I, I just fell in love with that. Mm. And then when I was around about eight or nine years old, I was up late watching TV and this band wearing this makeup and sparkly clothing and leather and tights comes down from the, from the sky and the freaking thing. And there's sparks and flames going, oh, what the hell is this? And they're busy playing, shout it out loud. And I go, what the hell is this? And that's Kiss. And that's how I got introduced to that. And ever since I was the biggest Kiss fan there ever was, you know. Right. So um, much to my parents' detriment, you know, they would have been happy to keep me on ABBA and Elvis Presley. But but as soon as I was introduced to Kiss, uh, it really was me sort of finding my purpose in life. I kind of felt like, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, when you see someone doing something, you say, well, I can do that. And um, with that sort of, you know, image of them coming down and the sparks and flames going off and that sort of thing. I went, I can do that. And so since then I was um, like, okay, cool. I'm going to write songs and I'm going to learn to play guitar and I'm going to sing and I'm going to become the front man of my own band. And I really worked hard um, in school to, to do that. But the problem was, is that a lot of people I was with on my musical journey didn't really get that. Mm. Like they would be like, cool, we're going to come to the middle of the stage and we're all going to do this with our guitars. And, and everyone was like, why? And that's always a horrible sign because uh, you want them to go, yes, that's awesome. Yeah, let's do it. You know, so a lot of people didn't understand that. I mean, I remember so many times saying, let's go do that. And people would go, no, or we would practice it. And then when you get to the show and nobody would do it. Mm. Um, so it was a lot of things like that until, you know, eventually you cycle through the right members until you find 
these beautiful souls sitting here next to me and the two other members that aren't here today. But um, yeah, that's sort of been my musical journey and uh, from uh, since I was a kid until now. So, so yeah. So, so before Marin, what you, you played in different bands? Um, he, yes, I was, uh, I was in a jazz band and then I joined the punk band uh, for a couple of years. And I've been in Marine now since 2019. Marin? I was in a, in a girl band in high school. And then I joined a punk band after school. Right. And did some acoustic duetting with some person. But yeah, that's basically it up until I joined Marine. I was in, I was in a uh, goth metal band called Six Hours Sunday for about six months. Um, and then I realized that I don't have a deep enough voice to, to do type of negative songs. And so I then realized that I think I'm better off singing uh, um, hard rock and singing sort of things in line with, with Kiss and Van Halen, what I am singing things in line with like type of negative and Peter Steele. Right. So um, yeah, after, after that, uh, I decided, okay, I'm going to start the band that I, I always wanted to start in the first place. So yeah. Right. So Tyler, can you tell me a little bit about forming uh, the band and uh, you know uh, how how sure. how things were back then? Sure. So um, the band started in 2017. I was in matric at the time, which is grade uh, 12 for any international listeners out there or senior year. Um, also, so um, yeah, that it, it formed in 2017. Uh, I started the band to be the band that I wanted to see live. And I, I you know, a lot of bands here in, in South Africa, you know, they get up on stage and they're boring. You know, mm. you, you, no one wants to go and watch them because they're boring. They just sit there and play this. And it's, it's the same thing in music videos. You watch music videos and it's, it's like that. So, um, yeah, it, it was boring. And, and I, I would go watch these people and go, you're on stage, do something animate yourself you know get moving and no one was mm. and so i decided okay if no one's going to do it i'm going to do it you know and I, i believe that if you fulfill a need in yourself you fulfill it in other people so i said okay i'm going to start the band that i want to see live and they're going to move around they're going to run around they're going to do choreography they're going to have sing-along anthems they're going to have almost every song is something you can sing along to And it's going to be larger than life and it's going to go out there. It's going to whack you in the face and sort of give you everything you deserve and more from a live show. Because in the end, it's called a rock show because there's a show involved. You know, if it's just rock or it's just music, I could just go plug in some earphones and sit in the corner and watch the wall. But uh, that's not the whole point of going to go watch a band live. You go to watch a band live because you want to see something. You know, you go to you go to listen with your eyes. You don't go to just only listen with your ears, you know. Otherwise, you could just go there and close your eyes. You want mm. to see something. So I uh, started Marine to be the band that I wanted to see live. And uh, so, yeah, we started out. Uh, we played a couple uh, shows. I mean, the first show we played, we gate crashed an open mic night in this tiny little uh, bar that was probably the size of a Tic Tac. It was very small. Right. Um, and uh, there was only one speaker on the wall and two people sitting at the bar. And we put a whole drum kit in there, a Marshall stack. We put like, oh, you know, it was, it was insane. For the small of the small of this room, it was tiny, you know. Um, it could probably only fit 10 people in it, it, it you know. Anyway, so we uh, we played in this place. And this old man at the at the bar 
took out his phone and started videoing us. And I think that's when uh, we knew that we had something special. Mm. So the band progressed for about two years and we uh, went to this national arts festival here in South Africa. And we won a, uh, an award called the Ovation Award uh, for being something so spectacular. And, you know, they, they said that we really put on a spectacle. Right. And that was awesome to hear. Uh, when we came back from that, uh, we, we cycled through a few members. Obviously, again, you're always trying to look for the right people. And again, when people don't really understand what you're trying to do and they don't see the vision, it's kind of like driving a car without an engine. Mm. And so um, when uh, 2019 sort of started, you know, I, I got in touch with Ozzy over here and uh, that's how I found the engine for the car. And ever since we've been uh, moving forward at a very fast pace on the highway, straight towards Madison Square Garden in New York. So uh, hopefully we'll be there soon. Right. <laughs> so Ozzy, do, uh, do you remember this uh when when tyler talked to you about joining the band and uh was it difficult coming from a punk and you know jazz background to this type of uh band <laughs> yes i remember it completely because i was there um <laughs> i think it was not so difficult to uh transition because um uh in the punk band that i was playing off uh sorry before uh, marine um i was i was trying to reenact the same theatrical spirit that tyler was talking about so right. in that band everyone else would just like you know like headbang on stage or whatever and like stay in the same place but i would be like you know interacting with the audience interacting with everyone else you know going this side of the stage that side of the stage sometimes crawling on the floor uh, having convulsions and um I saw that, um, and uh, what did he say? My mother was actually at that show, <laughs> and I was standing there with her, and I was like, "I need this guy in my band." Uh, <laughs> and so when he when he messaged me on Facebook asking about whether we got paid for that show, he was in the other band. I said, "Who are you?" He's like, "Oh, I'm the bassist." And I said, "I need a bassist. I'm what's your phone number? I'm calling you now." You know, because. Uh, <laughs> I knew, I, I remembered him from that show and I said, you know, this guy is perfect for the band. And ever since we've been the most amazing uh, partnership, you know, um, so, so Ozzy really is the, the yang to my ying, you know, whichever way it is. <laughs> <laughs> so Maranai, how did you get into the band? Well, um... she slept with the lead singer. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a lie. <laughs> what happened is, um, so I was in this crap punk band um, that, and the members that were in my band didn't really work. And I was like the lead vocalist, the lead guitarist, but um, they didn't really help me grow as a musician. So Tyler sent me a message on Instagram um, to say that he wants to record some of my songs. So I was like, okay. Um, I don't know you from any part of this universe. I've never met you, but I've met you once before. So I agreed, even though my better judgment told me not to. <laughs> and he came all the way out to my house and we recorded some of my songs. And um, he was just like, I, you know what? I think he would be a good keyboardist and a good girlfriend, apparently. Right. <laughs> so why not join my band? 
So I joined Marine in January of this year. So I'm still, I'm still learning, but it's been a good journey so far and I'm excited to be a part of it. <laughs> That's a very smooth line, huh? Uh, you'll be a great keyboardist and a girlfriend. <laughs> hey, would you like to join me and spend the rest of your life with me? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I said the same thing to you. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> this relationship is non-sexual. Right. <laughs> only, only love here is platonic. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So Tyler, when I when I uh, you know when I got uh, introduced to your band, uh, when I started looking at uh, you know it was introduced as Flash Rockers or Flash Rock. So can you tell me what is Flash Rock and can you describe the sound of Marine? Flash Rock. That's very easy. Flash Rock is boom. It's in your face. It's fast. It's like lightning. You know. It's lightning in a bottle that only happens, you know, once. You see it and you go, what the hell happened? You know, you're so tired and you go, what the hell was that? You know, flash rock is the combination of something you see with rock music. A flash is very visual, right? And so we are very visual. We give you bang for your buck and that bang is in the sense of a flash, you know? So when we go on stage, we do our choreography, we have special effects, we have lighting shows. We go out there, we perform to the audience. That is the flash and the rock is the music that we play. So our genre flash rock, which we invented was the sense of we're going to give you something visual and we're going to give you one hell of an amazing, you know, soundtrack to go along with that visual show. And so, um, yeah, that's flash rock. It's a hundred and fifty thousand kilometer per hour confetti cannon going off in your face. It's it's loud proud meat and potatoes rock and roll with a visual show so that's right. it keeps you wanting more <clears throat> that's uh, amazing so uh, can you tell me a little bit about the shows that you guys performed uh, what are your favorite performances so um, it, we treat every performance like it's the biggest performance of our life we treat every show like it's a stadium or big concert hall because it's just the sort of dedica- the, the dedication that we have to, you know, this craft. Right. And uh, so far, um, our most favorite shows have been, we played a, a big festival in Cape Town called Ramfest. Um, that was last year, like a few days before the country went into hard lockdown. So we're really lucky to do that. Uh, we actually opened up the show, uh, which is amazing because, you know, when we set the bar, no one can jump it. So, um, uh that was the last big show that happened uh basically for any musician um in Cape Town because uh the country's been in lockdown now for almost a year and they you know closed down venues and festivals things like that but uh before that we were we regularly played in and around Cape Town um, we played a big festival called Up the Creek as well which is like uh, a big festival um, just outside Cape Town uh, on like a farmland and uh, it was a weekend festival and other than that uh, we played uh, venues like um, a place called the Mercury uh, in Cape Town which is a dedicated um, rock and metal uh, venue that international acts like uh, Ginger um, played at so it was quite an honor to uh, be playing at uh, such places. But we also played an amazing festival called uh, Winterfest, Metal for Africa's Winterfest, 
Right. And this was 2019 in July. And uh, we, we knew that this was going to be quite a big show for us, especially we were third on the act, which was still quite early. Um, but it was, uh, you know, probably the biggest show we played up until then. And so we decided, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to be playing in probably the biggest crowd we've played to so far, which is going to be around about 400, 500 people. Okay. Which was back then. Uh, and so we said, okay, we're going to take 20,000 Rand, which is, would probably be about $1,300 or something like that. Something like that worth of um, lighting and uh, LED lights, LED screens, smoke machines, uh, sparklers, anything you name it. At one point, the guitarist shoots sparks of his guitar, you know? So we decided, okay, we're going to take this there and we're going to add extra lighting. We're going to take our own sound engineer, our own lighting engineer. We're going to have the biggest show there. So all the other acts we're playing with the five lights that, uh, you know, come on. Then uh, the lighting came on for Marine, whew, and it was like a blinding light. It was like the biblical times had returned, you know, it was like the second coming when we came on stage, you know? Right. So, um, so yeah, so the lighting really came on and the whole concert hall filled up. Everyone was like, what the hell is going on, you know? And the whole concert hall filled up to the max. You couldn't fit another person in there. And we came on and we started playing. And at first, nobody was really moving because everyone was like, what the hell is this? You know? And you've got people with pierced eyebrows and pierced eyes and pierced ears and pierced noses and mouths and cheeks and everything, you know? They look like they're out of, uh, you know, the uh, revelations, you know? It uh, really does, really looked uh, quite uh, horrific out there. And you have these people dancing along to, she gave me thrills in the night, round and round. You know, it, it's crazy, you know? They're hopping and bopping eventually. But when we first came out, we felt like we were Justin Bieber, you know, in comparison to these people, right? Right. And uh, again, it was the most amazing thing because you can see that that Marine really is universal. And what we stand for and what we do is universal. And we can get anybody, all right, to love what we do. Because again, they get so entranced with what we're trying to do. We're trying to put on a show. We're trying to go out there. We're trying to give you everything you deserve in a live show. It's so different. It's so unique. It's so high energy that when you leave that show, you feel tired. You know, what else could you possibly see tonight? Sort of, you know. So, um, yeah, we, we gave people the show and you have all these metalheads that listen to stuff that is so heavy. And then you had us, you know, pitch up and play what we played. And people were, were so entranced by it. And people loved it. They were cheering for us. They were singing our songs, you know, songs they'd only heard for the first time that night. And uh, it was the most amazing reaction that we've ever had. And it really is true to the Marine spirit of, mm. uh, you know, we are everybody's band. You know, if you don't like the music, that's fine. Um, you're going to love the dance show, you know? So, yeah. Right. Um, I forgot to ask you, how did you settle on the name Marine? Marine. So Marine in English is sort of, you know, it's, it's the ocean. It's, it's, it's the ocean life. It's, it's, uh, you know, fish and sea and stuff, but more importantly, it's, it's, it's the tides that come in and out, mm. uh, the ocean tides that come in and out. And the reason why this name was so special is because, you know, Marine isn't something new. People have been putting on big shows like this since, uh, you know, the 70s, since the 80s with bands like Kiss and Van Halen, you know. So, but the problem is a lot of those things have gone out. 
Mm. All right. But music comes in and out like tides all the time. All right. That's why indie music and those sort of things, people inspired by the Beatles was really big for, for a long time is because, you know, that music came back in, you know, so the hippie movement came back in. So um, what, uh, what was Marine going to do? Well, you probably guess it. Marine was going to be the tide, the tidal wave that brought back showmanship to an industry that is lacking that. So we were going to be the next big thing to bring in the tide of show, of flash rock, of real bands that get up on stage and sing and dance at the same time. You know, a lot of people say, oh, we don't move because, uh, you know, you can't play and sing at the same time. And I say, well, you know, Van Halen did it, Kiss did it, you know, the Beatles did it. Uh, you know, Michael Jackson did it, Sly and the Family Stone did it, Motown, all those acts, they all did it. So what's right. stopping you? You know, if you can't, if you say you can't sing and dance at the same time, it's probably because you can't sing. So uh, <laughs> we, uh, you know, we go out there and we put on, an, um, on this big show because we wanted to bring in the new tidal wave of flash rock, of stadium rock, of, of all the acts that we look up to that might have gone out of favor. We wanted to take that. We wanted to, you know, put our own spin on what they were doing and make it new for the new generation. Right. <clears throat> so um, I I discovered uh, it's I I I was quite uh, sort of ashamed of myself because uh, I didn't know I didn't know South African. There were a lot of metal bands and rock bands in South Africa. Only I discovered it last year, just 2020. Uh, so. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about the scene in uh, South Africa? So uh, being a musician in any genre in South Africa is quite difficult uh, because the different countries uh, have different values. And South Africa values sport more than the arts and culture. Whereas mm -hmm. in countries like America and places in Europe, they have a sort of equal balance of both. And that's why the biggest music industries are often America, Europe, sometimes Japan. Mm. So, um, the, South Africa has a lot of genres of music. Uh, of course, you know, um, the popular ones more being uh, mainstream things that get played on radio, which is like uh, hip hop and uh, other local genres like uh, house but uh, those are on the bigger radio stations. Um, for the rock scene, it has been existing since like probably the 80s, 90s. And we've got a lot of talent in South Africa. Uh, a lot of musicians uh, end up uh, going overseas to earn a lot of their money because in South Africa, we've only got three big cities. Whereas in Europe and America, you know, you could go from one city, play a show there, and use that money to go to the next city, play a show there, and use that money to go to the next city, and then you go from one to the other, to the other, to the other. So at the end of the day, you know, you've got a, you've got a bigger uh, pond to fish in. Whereas here, you've got three ponds, and everyone's competing for, you know, the same sort of um, yeah. fish. The big, yeah, that's the thing is in the United States and America, you know, you travel about an hour to get to the next big city where they have an amazing big concert hall and you play there and then you travel an hour to the next big city and they're amazing. Here in between South African cities around about, you know, a 15 hour drive, I would say around about there, you know, Even more so. it, yeah, mm -hmm. sometimes. So, um, so between venues and trying to play big cities, 
you really have to travel dif- distance in order to get there. So it it makes touring and those sort of things quite difficult because there's there's no real point in playing smaller towns because uh, there's there's no there's no money in it. Mm. Uh, you know, especially with what we do where we want to bring on a massive show to go and play on a stage, which isn't really a stage, it's just some corner in the middle of a room. Um, it, it wouldn't make, make sense for what we want to do and the, the type of show that we want to put on. Because our, our, uh, our type of show is very, you know, much um, personalized for festivals and, and big stages, whereas small little club stages and those sort of things isn't exactly the best way to, to see our band or hear it. Um, because again, it, we need that we need that big stage to move around and put on the show that we want to put on. So yeah, that's sort of the scene in South Africa is is um, is bands that are are more like you know doof doof music and uh, sort of indie music and those sort of things. Um, and the metal and uh, rock music it, it it gets more support over festivals than what it does, I'd say, on just weekend gigs. Um, but again, that's because we're competing with things like Netflix and YouTube and and those sort of things. You know, why do I want to go watch a band live when I can just watch them on YouTube? You know, mm-hmm. so um, it I think that sort of thing has really uh, hurt the industry a little bit more uh, than what it would have if uh, those things didn't exist. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm very positive about the scene because I feel like there are still those diehard people that do want to go out and watch a show. But maybe they want to go to festivals more than they want to go to uh, just weekend gigs, you know. So, um, so yeah, that's pretty much the the scene in South Africa. Right. <clears throat> so with the with the pandemic happening, uh, when did you last perform live? The 13th of March, 2020. And then uh, we were supposed to play the weekend after, but the whole country is closed down on like the 15th or whatever. So, so yeah, that was that was. Um, That was difficult, yeah, for us because we had all these amazing things lined up for 2020, um, and uh, you know we had an album that was supposed to come out, and that all had to get put on pause because obviously the uh, pandemic. So, right. So that's actually the same weekend. Sort of, uh, we had the lockdown in the Philippines, and I didn't actually had a beard back, and I I stopped shaving on that weekend. So. <laughs> oh. and we are still on a lockdown so no always yeah <clears throat> so uh um, like, yeah sorry what's covid been like in the philippines i'm curious i haven't really read much about it um we had about i think our our numbers reach like uh, up to like 500,000 cases uh and then right now i think maybe we have about active cases maybe 20,000 cases maybe but I think it's going down or it's kind of stable for a few months now. Uh, mm. I see that places are sort of opening now. A lot of people are outside. I, I think people are quite tired also staying uh, at home. It's already almost a year already. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So I was just curious. Mm. Yeah. So, um, so th- guys, so I, I, the, 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 the reason I wanted to talk to you is this song thrills in the night. When I saw that YouTube video and that song, that's the reason that I said, oh, I want to talk to Marine because that's amazing video and amazing song. Can you tell me about the song and about the video also? <laughs> oh, so I wrote the song in my bedroom one day. Um, so I came up with. Na 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 
na, na, na. I went, wow, that, what is that, you know? So I wrote it, I took it to band practice and just instantly the Marine sound changed since that day. Mm. I think we found, we finally found our sound. Um, then we decided to, okay, record this. This was going to be the first thing we were ever going to put out proper recording. So we went to the studio, we recorded it and it came out so well. I was like, okay, we have to do a music video for this, you know? So then I decided, okay, at that point, we were still very much still wearing tights and things. We hadn't really found a way to bring, you know, what was old and make it new, you know? So we were still very much, you know, um, stuck in, in sort of uh, trying to be um, like Van Halen instead of trying to do our own thing. Mm. So um, basically we, we recorded a, a video and this was the old members at the time. So we, uh, again, it was, it was still very much a brand new band. Mm. So we, um, I was like, okay, I know for a fact that I want to do this music video. So I contacted a bunch of people and everyone was like, okay, so I have a plan for what we're going to do. We're just going to record you playing it a few times. And then we'll just edit the cool pieces together and everybody will get equal time in the video. And I went, no, that's not going to work because we're not a boring band. That's just going to go. And you have to make it look cool. You know, the camera, the camera does more work in uh, music videos these days than what the band does. Right. So uh, I was like, they don't really get it. So what I did was I hired a, um, a videographer to record. I uh, screen, I basically uh, wrote out the, the storyboard for everything about how, how the music video was going to flow. It was written out from second three to second this, this is going to happen. Second this, this is this going to happen. And then what we did was we went and we hired out a massive stage, took our own lighting, took uh, our setup, the whole stage to look like it was a really big stadium stage. And then um, we uh, recorded everything like it was a movie, you know, scene for scene. And then I went home and uh, I edited it all together. We got a bunch of models from an agency to come in and do the, the girl scenes with us. And um, again, the whole, the reason we did the music video was to show people that, look, we're not just another band. We move, we do things. We're full, you know, we're all about the show. We're all about, you know, moving around. We ain't gonna just stand still and look at our guitars while we play. So the music video was, like I said, it was all conceptualized by me wanting to show people, look, this is what we do, you know? So um, we put the music video out after I edited it. Again, I edited it because I understood the brand and I understood what I was trying to do. Whereas I think a lot of people wouldn't have really understood that and wouldn't have really understood uh, why it is like it is and not just a normal music video where the drummers, the cameras and the drummer for 10 minutes and the cameras on the basses for 10 minutes and the drummer, you know, no one cares. They want to see something cool. So um, that's why you'll see there's like kicks and flips and spins and this and that as much movement as possible, you know? Right. Um, it's exciting. That's the whole point. It's supposed to be fast paced. So um, yeah, the most amazing thing about that video was how the fog rolled in at just the right time because we filmed it at night and this fog just rolled in during uh, the part where we were filming the lead guitarist. And so all the smoke and stuff you see during that part of the uh, of the video, that's real fog and that's real mist that was just uh, hanging in the air. Um, and it was really cold as well. It was like, I think, uh, eight degrees or something like that when we were busy trying to film this freaking thing. So um, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was very interesting. So a lot of the time in the video, you'll see like the mist coming out of my mouth and I'm singing because that, that real 
you know, showing you just how cold it was. So, right. um, so that was Thrills of the Night. That was the music video. Right. I, I, I When I was listening to that, I, I, I uh, hear this similarity with the, you know, the song from Blue Oyster Cult, Don't Fear the Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I when I was hearing thrills of thrills in the night, I sort of sort of hear that that uh, through the song. <laughs> really, that's very interesting. I've never had that analogy before. So, so you know, once again, I think melodies come within, you know, come from within, and maybe a lot of it comes from influences and those sort of things. So. Mm-hmm. you know i think everybody's melody comes from different places so that's quite interesting that you uh, sort of align those two yeah right <clears throat> so uh, you guys had big news recently so you actually put out a new ep right something out there so can you guys tell me about the ep how is how's the response how is it doing so uh, we welcomed this ep throughout lockdown um, we would voice note each other with ideas because we live quite a distance away from each other and um, once we were allowed to uh, drive on the roads and visit people uh, we started the actual recording process so um, Tyler has a studio that uh, he built in his uh, in his house and um, we recorded everything from the vocals to the drums uh, to the basses and guitars uh, over the course of a month or so and um, everything's done, you know, in-house, uh, produced by him. And um, we, uh, it's, it's, it's basically just like a, a love project of, you know, instead of sitting on our hands and doing nothing, you know, in this time, we thought, let's, let's make something happen. Because if no one does it, you know, do it for yourself. So yeah, so basically what happened was we had these songs that we had written under lockdown um, and we thought, wow, these are actually really good. Um, let's do something with it. Obviously, we put the album on hold. We didn't want to release it uh, when we, if we weren't going to be able to tour it. So right. we said, okay, let's put out an EP, something we can just put out so long so we can have something that is out there. See, something's out there. So uh, we can have something out there for people to listen to and get them by while we're waiting for shows to open up so we can go out and play, so we can release the proper album. Um, so, yeah, th- that was the whole point. So we uh, wrote the songs. They're a lot darker than some of the other songs we have out there um, because that sort of reflects where everybody is at the moment. Everybody is in that dark space. Um, and if you really want to um, sort of understand something's out there, you speak to Marina over here who helped with uh, writing some of the lyrics for that. Mm. Basically, um two of the songs reflect kind of the, the eeriness we all experienced at the beginning of lockdown. It was kind of like uncertainty. Will we ever return to life again? Will life be normal? Um, will we able to be, will we able to be alive? So um, something's out there and um, bad intentions of the EP, the first two songs you will hear has more like, um, it has a darker feel to it. And it has more um, underlying melodies and things, underlying effects that you can't normally hear or unless you like listen to it. And um, the last two songs on the EP um, is more positive, but those were written or recorded last 
and reflect kind of how we feel about lockdown, say just before or now with a more like positive approach. Now that we put something out there, we kind of feel, okay, it's not as bad. We are still able to, to be alive. We are still able to live on. It's not that we are completely stuck in this bad space. And so the EP kind of reflects the growth from the beginning of lockdown up until this point where we think, okay, it's not as bad anymore. Mm, right, right, it makes sense, yes. <clears throat> so, uh, so guys, what's, uh, what are you looking forward to? What, what's, uh, what's upcoming for Marine? Well, what's upcoming? So we, once this album's out, uh, we have something really cool that we're gonna announce on, on uh, next week. Uh, so maybe I'll, I'll let you know first, we're putting out a synthwave remix of something's out there, the single. And this was done by a Norwegian producer known as Gated Reverb. And uh, he's uh, made this beautiful synthwave remix of, uh, of the song. And um, it really is something very cool, especially for people that maybe don't like rock, but can still appreciate, you know, um, singing and music and those sort of things. So it's basically this, this dance version of our song and it actually works really, really nice. So that's gonna be coming out on the 12th of March. Um, and then uh, after that, we're actually thinking of, you know, this, the response to the EP has been so great. People are loving it. Our friends and family really think it's awesome. Uh, we've had, um, you know, been put on the top 40 uh, in a, on a radio station. We're getting lots of radio play in a lot of places. Um, and everybody we've spoken to really have loved the EP. So we thought, okay, so if these people love this so much, again, you know, if people love it, you got to give them more of it. So um, we said, okay, let's record another EP and put it out in around about October this year. So the idea is to go into uh, my studio again, I suppose, with some other songs we've written and uh, record that uh, around about May, June, July, somewhere around there, mix it and have it released around about October. So uh, put out something else uh, during the year, be creative, be productive, be proactive, you know, uh, roll up your sleeves and get to work. A lot of people uh, sit around and they just sit in the depressive state instead of just getting up and, you know, whacking their themselves and go getting on with it, you know? So that's what we're going to do. Right. We're going to uh, this time because I don't, I don't see us um, getting out of lockdown and the pandemic and stuff until maybe, you know, next year, early next year. So so the best thing we can do is, is put some more music out there and give people that escapism that they so desire. So, um, yeah, give people what they want. And um, if they want more of it, give them more. So, so yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go out and uh, release another EP later on in the year. Right. <clears throat> so, um, actually, last year, 2020, I, I got somehow I got connected with this uh, Devo uh some sort of a facebook connection so he had me and then we got connected and we've been uh doing a lot of promotions for a lot of bands and you know i discovered so many south african bands because of him so how long you guys been working with devo we have been working with uh devo ever since we played uh winterfest in 2019 uh, he approached us, and I think at the time it was really what we needed because um, we didn't have the ability to take ourselves um, to the next level. To the next level, uh, it was him that introduced us to the biggest concert 
promoter in the country, um, which is called Big Concerts. And uh, we saw, we we're sort of working on something. Uh, I can't really speak about it, but we we're working on something very, very big with them, with a very big international band. And so um, it was all thanks to David that uh, we could come, you know, this far, uh, you know, helping us promote ourselves. So, yeah, we started working with them again. Uh, I think that he was blown away by the show that we put on right. and that sort of international way that we, we hold ourselves to, to a high standard. So, yeah, we started working with him in 2019 and uh, um, the things that we were able to accomplish over 2019 until lockdown was amazing. And again, we recorded this EP and we said, you know, we're going to work with, with David still to uh, get this out there and promote it to beautiful people like yourself, very strong and attractive men like yourself, who we know is, uh, you know, out there uh, wanting to promote bands like ourselves as well and that love music. So, so yeah, we're, um, that's, that's basically when we started working with David and uh, yeah. Right. right. <clears throat> Guys, what's your message to the viewers? Marne, you want to say something? Life ain't that bad. <laughs> Life ain't that bad. Right. Get out there. If you if you want to see something fulfilled out there, you missing something in your life and you feel like there's something that, that people ain't giving you, you got to go and do it yourself. You got to be able to be the one to accomplish that. You don't see a band that you like out there, well, then become the band that you want. You know, you don't uh, like the movies that you're seeing out there, then make your own movies, you know? Mm -hmm. If you don't, if you don't like the way that your country's being run, go out there and try and run your own country. You know, <laughs> that's that's how you gotta do it. That's how you gotta do it. You gotta right. be able to go out there and do it for yourself because nobody's gonna do it for you. You know, and remember, right. there's three things: either stick a needle in your arm, a gun in your mouth, or you can roll up your sleeves and get it work. And that is the best way to get out of any rut. That is the best way to to you know shave off any negativity is to go out there and work and be the thing that you want to be. And it's very possible. Right on, right on. <laughs> Guys, anybody you want to shout out to? So uh, once again, we just want to say thank you to uh, Gibo for organizing this. Um, thank you to everyone who's going to buy the EP on iTunes. Yes, and, please buy it. And stream it on <laughs> Spotify over and over again thank you very much Tyler? well yeah i'd just like to thank uh, you know again david uh, devo thank him very much for for you know obviously helping us out during this time uh, obviously our parents we we wouldn't be able to do this without them and the uh, support that they give us as well as our fans and friends you know they give us a lot of support and they uh, they really do uh, make this worthwhile because they uh, give us the the foundation that we need to um take what we love and uh, and turn it into something they can love, which is, of course, music. So, so yeah, I'd like to sort of thank them. And, um, you know, this would never have been possible without my gran who uh, introduced me to Elvis Presley. So shout out to her. Marine, anyone? I think that's all. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> right. So, guys, thank you for joining the podcast. Uh, I really enjoy, uh, you know, talking to you guys and then really dig the music because you're bringing back that you know the music that like to this uh, you know this era so it's a, it's a great thing and i'm looking forward to a new music video if you would put out something new tyler so it's <laughs> it would be great to see you know yeah. with the new members I really and, uh, want to. yeah <laughs> i really want to do something so uh, 
don't worry about it. There are plans. We'll see what uh, what happens. You know, so we'll see. Right. So thanks again. So stay safe and uh, keep making great music. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. Thank you.